Hey everyone, I'm Daniela Diaz. I'm a reporter at CNN covering Capitol Hill. David's out until March, so prepare to hear from some new voices like mine on the podcast in the coming weeks. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, January 17th, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And on this federal holiday that honors him, it's not just enough to praise him. We must commit to his unfinished work. Those were some pre-recorded remarks President Joe Biden delivered this morning at the National Action Network's MLK Breakfast. Biden and Democrats are trying, but so far failing, to pass voter and election reform legislation. We'll break down where things stand with that and share how Dr. King's legacy wasn't always cherished in America. To honor Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, civil rights leaders and voting rights advocates are vowing to keep up the pressure on lawmakers and President Biden to pass voting and election bills. Vice President Kamala Harris honored Dr. King in remarks today, calling the civil rights giant, quote, a prophet. He was a prophet in that he saw the present exactly as it was and the future as it could be. And he pushed our nation toward that future. Dr. King pushed even as his character was maligned. He pushed for racial justice, for economic justice, and for the freedom that unlocks all others, the freedom to vote. She also pushed for the Senate to pass voting rights legislation. So did Biden today at the National Action Network breakfast. Dr. King held a mirror up to America and forced us to answer the question, where do we stand? Whose side are we on? We're in another moment right now where the mirror is being held up to America, being held up again. Will we stand against voter suppression, yes or no? Will we stand against election subversion, yes or no? And it's time for every elected official in America to make it clear where they stand. Civil rights leader Martin Luther King III said the fight will continue no matter what happens tomorrow. He's Dr. King and Coretta Scott King's oldest son. Organizing works, protesting works, and we cannot let up now. So no matter what happens tomorrow, we must keep the pressure on and say no more empty words. Don't tell us what you believe in. Show us with your votes. History will be watching what happens tomorrow. Black and brown Americans will be watching what happens tomorrow. In 50 years, students will read about what happens tomorrow and know whether our leaders had the integrity to do the right thing. What's happening tomorrow, you might be asking? Well, the Senate is expected to take up the voting legislation on Tuesday, but so far, the votes aren't there yet. President Biden and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer are trying to change the Senate filibuster rules so Democrats wouldn't need 60 votes to end debate and pass the bills. But Democratic Senators Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin have long expressed opposition to changing filibuster rules and are not going along with it. Eliminating the 60-vote threshold will simply guarantee that we lose a critical tool that we need to safeguard our democracy from threats in the years to come. We need some good rule changes to make the place work better, but getting rid of the filibuster doesn't make it work better. That was Cinema and Manchin last week, and nothing's changed so far. With an evenly divided Senate, all 50 Democratic senators need to be on board to change the rules to pass the legislation. So it seems unlikely this effort will be successful for Democrats. Debate will be held tomorrow in the Senate, and the vote is likely to happen as soon as Wednesday. What did Martin Luther King Jr. think of the filibuster? 
better to hear from him than me. I think the tragedy is that uh, we have a Congress uh, with a Senate that has a minority of misguided senators who will use the filibuster to keep the majority of people from even voting. Manchin has also been adamant about bipartisanship with legislation and or rules changes. Enter Republican Senator Mitt Romney. He told NBC on Sunday he never got a call from the White House on the voter and election reform Biden's pushing. There was no negotiation bringing Republicans and Democrats together to try and come up with something that would meet bipartisan interest. So are there bipartisan reform efforts on the table at all? Well, Romney said that a bipartisan group of 12 senators are actively discussing changes to the Electoral Count Act to strengthen existing election laws. In recent weeks, Republicans have coalesced around the possibility of Electoral Count Act reform as a more modest alternative to voting rights legislation. The proposed reforms would clarify the role of the vice president in electoral college proceedings after former President Donald Trump and his allies repeatedly pressured then-Vice President Mike Pence to invalidate the electoral college votes from some states. Democrats, however, continue to push for broader voting reforms. Democrats maintain these bills need to be passed to counteract restrictive laws passed recently by Republican-led state legislatures. Republicans, in part, think this legislation is a federal overreach into local-run elections. So Democrats continue to push to pass voting legislation that faces uncertainty amid opposition among even Democrats and Republicans. Americans see Martin Luther King Jr. as a hero now, and rightfully so. He won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964 for advancing racial equality and social justice. But Americans didn't always view Dr. King the way they do today. That's what CNN's Harry Enten points out in a piece he wrote for CNN.com. According to CBS News polling, almost every adult American believes Dr. King was an important figure in American history, a whopping 95%. When was the last time Americans agreed unanimously on anything? But it wasn't always that way, Enten writes, quote, During the 1960s, King was a very divisive figure. The last Gallup poll to ask about his popularity during his lifetime, taken in 1966, found his unfavorable rating was 63%. King's highly negative rating back then came when he turned his attention from Southern de jure segregation, which means legalized segregation of black and white people, toward de facto segregation in northern cities. That means a segregation that existed because of the voluntary associations and neighborhoods. But even before that, Enton says, King was far from a well-liked person. In the middle of 1964, when Congress was in the midst of passing many landmark civil rights laws, King's favorable rating was just 44%. King's now uniform popularity isn't only because older generations died out. People's minds changed, but the fight for voting rights evolved and continues today. That's it for today's political briefing. I'm Daniela Diaz, and thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.